हेलो एवरीवन एंड वेलकम टू अवंतिका डिजाइनरिंग सीरीज और एडीएस एस वी लाइक टू कॉल इट एवरी वीक ऑन वेडनेसडे वी फीचर डिजाइन एंड टेक्नोलॉजी लीडर्स हु शेयर द प्रोफेशनल जर्नी दर थॉट्स ऑन द डोमेन ऑफ वर्क एंड डिजाइनरिंग वेयर द वर्ल्ड ऑफ डिजाइन एंड इंजीनियरिंग मीट मेक श्योर यू फॉलोअर्स ऑन सोशल मीडिया इंस्टाग्राम लिंकड इन फेसबुक एंड ट्विटर एंड विद दैट लेट्स कंटिन्यू विद योर शो Human centered design is essentially a subject that has evolved over the years so that we can make the environment we live in compatible with us now why is there always a need for adjusting such compatibility it is probably because humans are in a constant state of evolution which makes them to want to still go a step ahead and make everything human centered a successful human centered design process is a very far reaching subject that required vigorous training in this episode we interact with narendra ghate head of research user experience and service design at tata lexi he was one of the founding members of the design business unit with more than 26 years of experience narendra holds his expertise in consumer products B2B products and automated products his projects are based on various platforms like mobile responsive tv cars appliances augmented reality immersive and computers to understand more about his journey and experiences let's get into a conversation with him on reengineering design and unturn another stone in our journey of discovering designering Hello Narendra welcome to Avantika Designering series it's an honor uh, to host you on our show hey, thank you thank you very much thank you for having me great so narendra as an ice breaker usually especially in the recent years leaders don't associate themselves with one company for such a long time what keeps you going on being in the same organization for nearly two and a half decades well uh, that's a good question and uh, it's sometimes that uh, i think about also myself but i i think uh, you have to be partly lucky and uh, partly have a certain mindset to sort of be uh, happy and be where you are for uh, such long so in my case um, so i'm a designer and what excites me is ability to do different types of projects and uh, tata lxi as a company is like a design agency which means we tend to work on very varied kinds of projects so i have worked from everything from trains to uh, you know cutlery sets from branding to movies uh, from digital to uh, mockups or physical mockups so it's been a range and uh, it's i've been traveling all over the world so it has intellectually satisf- kept me satisfied kept me fairly happy so that way uh, there has no not been any reason to move uh, because the challenges have always been there and otherwise the company itself is uh, good it is uh, you know professional it is uh, humane in terms of uh, you know there's no politics no need of any unnecessary um, the kind of uh, equations that make people want to uh, leave and my own mindset has not been of a, a greedy ambitious person i mean i'm uh, 
fairly satisfied with what I have and I don't always keep craving for something more. So it's these combinations that have sort of uh, you know, allowed me to be where I am. And uh, yeah, I mean, that way I'm still uh, here and I'm still satisfied and it's going good. Super. It's, it's very unusual to come across people uh, who stick to an organization for such a long time and have uh, such positive vibes about their companies that they are also associated with. So, uh, Narendra, from being an engineer to a designer, from creating products to user experience today, can you run us through your professional journey? How have all of these things worked for you? It's a good question. I'll try and uh, I've not answered it in this particular fashion before. So I'll try and gather my thoughts around it and uh, sort of uh, say what I feel. I've always been a sort of a physical uh, or I like physical things. I like uh, to know how things work, how things look. And uh, right from my childhood, I've been making models. I've been, uh, you know, doing uh, mechano sets and doing some craft and painting. So it, it is, I've always been uh, that kind of a, person growing up so engineering was quite uh, natural especially mechanical engineering which is what i uh, did and i i really liked doing that and so after my 12th when i i mean i did get into uh, nda which is your national defense academy so i was supposed to be a pilot but as fate would have it uh, you know, i ended up being going to an engineering college and uh, did my mechanical engineering which i like i said i was quite happy doing it and uh, that college itself was uh, fairly stimulating. I mean, I was a cultural secretary. We used to uh, do a lot of fests and a lot of uh, competitions. And my first job was uh, as a mechanical engineer in a company called Merck Electronics, which is the company that makes uh, Onida TVs. So Onida as a brand is uh, was fairly well known. Even now, I guess uh, people know it. So I was the mechanical designer. I would be designing the cabinets, the plastic cabinets of TVs. So that was something that uh, I did for a year. I didn't really know much about IDC, IIT Bombay or about uh, design as such because this was, we're talking about 1994. But uh, somebody told me that, uh, you know, there is this entrance exam. Why don't you give it? And during that time, everybody was either doing an MBA or studying to go abroad, uh, you know, doing their GRE. And I somehow was not completely satisfied with, you know, both these options. I always felt that I should do something third. And uh, though I did give my GRE, got good enough marks to go, but then I had also given this exam called SEED, which is your common entrance exam for design in IDC. And it was a completely unprepared attempt. And the, my thinking was that, uh, you know, it's a prestigious institute. There are only 15 seats. So if I'm good enough, uh, I guess, uh, you know, I will know or I'll get good marks or I'll get uh, inducted. And uh, that's what happened. I mean, I just um, gave that exam and I, must have aced it because I came second. <laughs> so then I thought, oh, maybe this is what I'm meant to be, uh, do. So then I naturally sort of uh, uh, stopped my job and shifted uh, to IIT for my postgraduate. And uh, that was in product design. And uh, so that was two years in IDC. And that was the best two years of my life because it is really fulfilling in terms of uh, you know, the kind of thinking that you have to do, the kind of work that you have to do, the kind of hard work that you end up putting in. I mean, for those two uh, two years, I never remember sleeping before, let's say, one o'clock or two o'clock in the night. And it was always all of us uh, in our department, you know, doing various projects, helping each other, learning from the seniors. There are 
you know, 14 staff for a 15 uh, student or 16 student uh, class so you know it was very high intensity in terms of uh, one on one education from professor so i really learned a lot there uh, one of the big uh, projects that um, helped me uh, was a was a sponsored project that uh, professor ravi puaya had uh, brought in so this was a us company uh, and uh, the project was uh, to design something um, basically design a human computer interface that can make uh, that can create humor and there were various products and ideas that uh, we had created and me and my team uh, so three of us uh, we had done this project which was then selected to be represented in the us so right after uh, i graduated or even before that uh, you know i traveled to the us t- to present this along with the professor and uh, again our prof- our project was among the best over there amongst eight projects that were uh, selected across the world and this was like i said right this is 96 and uh, so that was the first time i really got into something called as ux or something called as uh, human computer interface or understanding what this entire field is and um, coincidentally i had also got through campus recruitment uh, in tata alexi and uh, like i said uh, you know i like the job even now i like the job and i was quite willing to explore there and uh, so i i came back from the us as a, it was a one month long uh, stint and then i joined the company and uh, decided to explore so initially in this company i was uh, what is called as an alias operator so alias is a software that is used to Uh, create uh, surfaces for cars and for products and <clears throat> essentially my job was to you know show how the software can be used for design and I, as a part of that i used to go to bajaj go to tata motors go to philips and uh, sort of uh, teach them or show them how software can be used for industrial design and that was the first one or two years uh, in tata alexi and then as a part of that the entire design agency uh, within alexi started so i was among the first designers and the first members of this uh, you know design uh, team or design department that started and again in the initial years we used to do a lot of projects abroad so i used to i was sent to the us i was sent to japan i was sent to china i was in germany so everywhere i would have spent 6 to 8 months so almost the first 5 6 years was traveling all over the world and that again opened my eyes that i thought uh, made me much more fine tuned as a designer much more open to see how design is practiced across the world and uh, so when i came back finally in and sort of settled in uh, bangalore which is the headquarters uh, we started doing more and more uh, projects of course the team had also grown by then and then this thing uh, <coughs> kept on going we added new dip- uh, sort of domains within our design department earlier we were doing mostly transportation design which is what i started off with but then we were doing product design we added retail uh, branding uh, we had an animation division that started in mumbai so a lot of these sort of kept on going and then last few years uh, of course uh, ux is something that uh, was started by a friend of mine called satish and uh, all of that has been growing so to me i mean i wouldn't say uh, it's a transition from let's say product design or mechanical to uh, user experience or digital i think we are in a stage now where design has to be looked at holistically i personally feel it's uh, wrong to have too deep or uh, division between design domains and saying that a graphic designer will not think about physical objects 
and the UX designer should not worry about, uh, let's say, branding graphics. All of it needs to come together because that's how, uh, you know, end user experiences and product uh, experiences are created. So the designer who is designing should be able to design from all points of view, and which is what is happening now for me in LXC, and that's why uh, it's still going on. So that's the kind of a quick journey. It was not a planned journey. It just uh, happened to be in terms of what the industry and the time demanded. Hey, do you know Tata LXC has won the IF Design Award? a world-renowned award for design excellence. Tata Alexi won this award for its innovative and exceptional design concept for mixed reality based smart assistive wearable devices. These devices have been designed by the company to help people with special needs such as autism or Alzheimer's to deal with social situations which they might otherwise find difficult. Wow, interesting. Now, you know, how how do you change your mind and skill sets from a product designer to being a user experience designer? Both are two dramatically different worlds. So, so how did you change all of this? Did you have to learn uh, new things? Did you have to change certain skill sets? How did this happen? So I would uh, sort of push back against you in this uh, assumption that both of them are two different and you really cannot be one if you want to be the other. Um, I think uh, being a good designer is about uh, empathy and I know it's a very um, often or misused word, but ability to understand what the end consumer wants and what will work is deeply important for a design and a designer to succeed. So now if you're trying to solve a problem, and if you feel that this problem can be solved by a physical product, then you'll automatically start thinking and create a good product that will solve the need. If you feel that the problem can be solved by a digital experience, then it will, uh, you know, it will help you. Or you can easily make a good uh, UX or a digital product. So you have to look at it still from a point of view of what is needed, rather than what tools do I have. I mean, as they say in one of the say, you know, sayings that uh, if you have a hammer in your hand, you will start looking out for nails. And that cannot be the approach for designers. So designers should be confident about all the tools that he has in his kitty, but not really uh, go around walking or showing off one and then only trying to attempt to solve the world through that uh, set of tools. And you'd be surprised how easy it is for a product designer to think in terms of UX if he's open-minded enough. You have to be able to separate the skills and the tools needed from the thinking that is needed to solve a problem. Because skills keep changing, the tools keep changing, and it's relatively easy to learn some uh, 3D software or some kind of a, a 2D prototyping uh, system if you're doing a product design or if you're doing a UX. But you cannot be a slave to the tool. You have to push the tool to what you want change the tool if you need to or get somebody else to use the tool for you and tell them that this is what I want and not let go till they get you what you want. So if you keep looking at it in terms of how can I do, then you'll restrict the profession and the areas that you can step in. If you look at it in terms of what is needed, then it will not restrict you and you will not label yourself as a product designer or as a particular uh, you know, designer. I mean, just to add on this, 
we have a very senior professor called uh, professor natkarni who in one of his talks had uh, you know given this nice analogy that earlier used to have these doctors which were like a family doctor or a gp and you go to him and he would look at you as a person as a holistic thing right from your mind to uh, whether it's a family thing or whether your hand is paining or whether your head is paining or whether your stomach is upset he will look at you for what you are and be able to sort of give you a correct medicine and then if required uh, you know sort of pass you on to a specialist nowadays you don't have this family doctor who looks at you as a whole person you have to first think whether your hand is paining or your stomach is paining and then go to a, a specialist or a bone doctor or something else and that is what is happening in design nowadays that you are very quickly thinking of a specialization within design rather than looking at the problem holistically and uh, that i think is uh, wrong it reduces the ability of designers to make a difference and uh, i think i'm lucky to have sort of not been sucked into anything now any one particular domain interesting that's that's very beautifully explained in fact uh, you know you earlier mentioned narendra of uh, having received the opportunity to travel globally the question that i have is what is your design process and while you had this opportunity to learn from people from different economies in terms of shaping your design process uh, how how has it worked for you <laughs> i'm going to again push back on this notion of uh, design process yes of course uh, especially when you're young when you're learning a process will help you guide your thoughts process will help you know what to do next but once you declare yourself to be a good designer or at least once you become a confident designer you should not again be slave to the tool or the process that you use to sort of answer your question there are many different processes and many new processes can be created on the fly based on the project that is needed but if you first determine that okay i'm going to have this five step process and then that's how i'm going to execute this project then sometimes uh, you know you may not do justice so what i learned uh, let's say when i was abroad that the processes were used uh, mostly to sort of help the design process but they would always be abandoned if it was not uh, you know helping so let me uh, give you an example we have this very rigid process of uh, doing research first and then doing concepts and then doing uh, detailing and then you know all of that which is fine of course that's the way it makes sense but sometimes we might have to do the creative conceptual process first so that we can generate empathy about the problem in our own mind and then we go out and do the research and really feel what is it that the market is talking about now because we've already done some thinking in terms of solutions we are able to quickly realize uh, or at least be able to understand some of the nuances that uh, people are talking about when we are doing research and that allows us to come back and do concepts much more faster better now this i'm not recommending this as the standard process everywhere but there will be projects where we have to turn this around or do something differently so to answer your question again simply uh, processes are there but again we should not let them rule us uh, in fact i have this uh, thing that i keep saying which is um, not exactly popular but i still it is i think it's right i feel that good processes hide bad designers what i mean by that is if you have this <clears throat> very beautifully created templated process especially in the ux design and you are creating an app or you it doesn't matter who is creating the app or who is doing the design 
you are always going to get a good uh, you know end result the issue with that is whether you are a good designer or a not so good designer you are still going to get a good product which on its own is definitely good but when you have 5000 people doing the same thing you are going to get 5000 similar products or because they have gone through the same project or same process and that then starts diluting this entire uh, system and that's why you find apps and websites they all look so similar to each other because they've all gone through this rigid process and there is this uh, blind mandate of oh, this is what is good and this is what is bad and they are just uh, you know followed without thinking too much about questioning what is good and what is bad and then everything looks uh, similar so what i'm saying and what i learned abroad is you have to have confidence in your own instincts you have to be able to judge the work that you've done and know whether it is good or bad without having to use the crutches of a process i've take interviews of students and i've met so many students who will show me this uh, project and they will defend it saying that see i've done all this process all these steps have been done well and that's why my end result is good and sometimes it's not good but they are not able to see it because they feel that they have applied the formula so the answer has to be right so that was my small bit on the process part in fact uh, you know moving from your journey to certain work that you've done at tata lexi so while developing park my memory tata lexi's new smart parking solution that you created for parking slot detection assisting indian drivers to save time and make it convenient for them what was interesting is that your team blended machine learning automation data collection and design to arrive at this solution the question that i have is how were you able to bring all these different backgrounds together and build a common solution so let me uh, <clears throat> answer this question more in terms of many projects that we do in tatalexi rather than just uh, this particular uh, solution and uh, the advantage of tatalexi is uh, though we are about 500 people in design about 200 creative designers so which makes us a very large design agency but we have about 6000 software engineers and these are um, you know these are not it guys these are pure product en- product engineers software engineers that are uh, you know doing uh, fairly high level work so for example india's mission to mars uh, had components and software designed by uh, some of tatlexi engineers uh, so it's that kind of uh, work that happens now the advantage of uh, living in a company where more than half of people or you know 90% of people are software engineers of this type is that as a designer you can start walking the talk meaning i can start imagining products or imagining end results or solutions and then getting the engineers to be excited and to tell me whether it will work and how it will come together so my job as a designer is to visualize the end result visualize the end benefit uh, for the end consumer in terms of proper user journey or detailed use case and really clearly lay out this is what the feature of the product would have to be this is how it will come together this is what is the data that i need and this is the pattern that we need to find from it so once you have a very clear understanding of the end result or end goal it becomes easier for the engineering team to sort of work towards that and uh, you know sort of create solutions whether it is machine learning or uh, something else and that's what we've been doing in elixir quite often where we lay out this whether it's a mock up or a simulation or a simple uh, design document 
of the end result. This allows the customers also to know clearly what is going to come his way and also allows all our engineers to also know what has to be done. And then it is a pure execution process of uh, you know, splitting the work into various components and doing a project management for the aspect of it. So that's what's been happening across many projects, not just this. And uh, that I think is again, one unique thing about Tarlexi and maybe one of the reasons, one of the additional reasons why I'm still here. In fact, uh, Tata Alexi has done varied kind of projects, industrial, consumer related, service based. On the other side of the spectrum, they have specific skills oriented and vertical focused design. The question that I have is, how do you build the team with varied skill sets to offer solution to all sorts of customers? Yeah, so it's a good question and it's important for a company like ours and a design agency like ours. So we are not a product company, so which means um, if all of us take leave, uh, the company is not going to earn any money. So we are a services company. That means uh, we have to continuously keep uh, doing projects, doing work. Now, what happens is the market is very dynamic. So we cannot really predict what kind of projects will come our way. So sometimes we have to design airports and airport experiences. And sometimes we have to design hospital experiences. Or sometimes we have to design, uh, let's say, something that will go on a digital screen or some kind of a, a, you know, app or a car or whatever, right? So though there are certain specialized people that need to be attached to specific projects, majority of the people and majority of the need of our kind of business is ability for people to do different kinds of projects. And people who are very happy to take new challenges, people who get bored when they're given the same type of project again, and that automatically creates this uh, great system for us where the skills that we have in our people and the ability that we have in our designers is the ability to learn new things, try new things, look at everything uh, with fresh challenge and a lot of energy and not really be worried about uh, the different aspects that it come in. And that's why what we look at when we are either hiring or when we are developing people is an ability of a person to be very horizontal in terms of uh, skills and thinking uh, and industries, but also an ability to uh, learn things fast so that if a new product has to be created or he has to work on some new area, he's able to apply not just his profession, which is designed, but also apply domain knowledge that is needed. And that is uh, slightly tricky, but it is something that uh, I think we have done fairly successfully well. I'll sort of uh, elaborate slightly more so that you understand the problem of our industry. I'm a consultant. Tata Lexi will come across as an expert to our customers to solve their problem, right? So I'm, I might be designing, let's say, a food delivery app. Now, the point is I've never designed a food delivery app before. So then how do I come across as an expert if I've never done it before, right? And that's what happens for almost every other project where I have to be the expert for things that I've not done before. And that can only happen if I'm really confident of design as a profession that I can apply to that project and my ability to learn enough about the domain to really make that difference. And that's what we come, uh, we sort of inculcate within our people and that's what we... Uh... Hey, do you know Tata Alexi has announced the opening of Global Engineering Center, GEC, with Schaeffler Technologies, AG and Co. The GEC Center in Pune will focus on mechatronics, digital 
and embedded technologies with the highest level of talent in line with Schaeffler's vision of driving mobility for tomorrow. Interesting. I'm I'm sure that it would be an it 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 would be a very exciting experience to bring people with different skill sets, different um, uh, different thought processes together, and actually solve these uh, interesting customer problems. Moving from your journey, Tata uh, Elixir, to the world of design, and uh, one of my first questions there is: user experience design is a broad term and a part of service design, which is cross-industrial. Do you think our ecosystem is now maturing to see the granularity and change the broad description of user experience designer to specific roles like product designer, for example? So uh, it's a bit complex question, but let me uh, answer it in my way. Uh, so UXD or UX designer is uh, now a fairly mature uh, profession and at least the industry, especially India and with the software industry, almost every product without it having a good UX designer, every software product, uh, you cannot really enter the market. So you have to have a designer who has looked at it, not just in terms of look and feel, but also the overall navigation, the ease of use, the flow, the understanding of uh, consumer, you know, all of that. And that has really allowed this boom in the demand for uh, UX designers. So that is uh, one part. Service design, on the other hand, is completely different. I mean, service design is far more mature abroad. In India, yet uh, people don't want to pay for reports. They don't want to pay for somebody who's designing a process for them. They would like to pay for tangible things. And uh, so that is a bit uh, lacking in India when it comes to service design because service design essentially would mean creating multiple interactions for a particular delivery of an experience. And that templatized, let's say, behavior or that uh, templatized interactions that we have designed becomes a service that is uh, offered. So, for example, if I'm designing a restaurant experience now with this new uh, COVID situation, you know, I will understand what is it that a customer wants, what is it that um, the business can offer and really lay out the process of how should a customer be greeted, how should he be seated, what kind of menu he should have, how we can have a non-touch system, how can he give him confidence that the food is going to be uh, infection-free. I will think of all of that and essentially, but what I'm in, in the end delivering is telling them how to do this and which means it is still just a report. And uh, in India, people are yet not uh, fully, uh, let's say, uh, matured, at least the industry in terms of valuing this kind of a report. Though not all industries are at the same level. So for example, airlines and certain other industries, service design is given a much more uh, sort of important, at least they understand what is it that a service product is. But everywhere else, it is still uh, catching up. So service design and UX currently are quite different. But yes, the thinking that is needed for a good UX project is what has to be applied in service design. It's just that it won't be restricted to a screen it will be across time, across different uh, touch points. Well said. And uh, in fact, we see that um, in, in terms of demand, uh, this this high demand for user experience designers, uh, you know, keeps increasing. And, uh, you know, I, I see the industry, as the design industry in India is maturing up, this clarity among the uh, industry folks uh, setting in. 
So another question from the world of design, we can do impressive imagery. It's time to fill it with a sense of humanity and address deeper issues. How can we make this happen? Yeah, in fact, uh, this is another important part that uh, design as a profession should uh, do. I mean, some of it is already happening. See, if you realize how the world has sort of grown over the last many decades, uh, the physical needs are being satisfied easier and the psychological needs are now more prominent and more difficult to uh, satisfy. Now, design as a profession essentially works on behavior, works on thinking what will make somebody happy, thinking on predicting how they will react or how they'll behave to a particular stimulus. I mean, that's what... uh, So, in a way, we are very similar to economics. Uh, So, economists will give incentives through, uh, you know, various, uh, uh, let's say, monetary uh, tools to predict or change behavior. We designers look at touch points, look at other various aspects of... uh, it could be a tone of voice, it could be a song, it could be how a color looks, it could be how an environment looks. So we design elements that will change behavior or that will predict certain responses. And that aspect is something now more and more important because like I said, uh, your physical needs are getting satisfied much more easily. It will become a commodity to get a product in your hand. right? And uh, that's why our ability to create happiness or create satisfaction or create uh, you know certain well-being amongst people is now the correct time is the correct profession and it's uh, quite important in fact the world of design as we keep saying is maturing a lot of new elements are being introduced in fact when we look at it from the academics uh, perspective as well you know new courses new electives uh, which are very granular in nature which are very specific are being also uh, introduced and addressing uh, these challenges. So moving to my next question, service design or design thinking is often linked with terms such as innovation, process, uh, change and improvement. How can service design thinking be integrated into organization as a means of change? One of the things that uh, design and then service design does is it always looks at people in terms of as consumers or as users or as customers or somebody that has to be pleased, somebody who has to be thought about, somebody whose problems have to be understood so that you can create a solution. So that is the approach of design. And the subset of service design essentially is, uh, you know, designing processes or designing steps that will create that kind of a solution or that kind of a Uh, expectation satisfaction right now that when you apply within organizations uh, it becomes a huge mindset change so for example you take a company take human resources take HR department now if they start thinking in terms of what should the new joining experience be for my new employee now if they start applying service design thinking uh, to that induction process then you'll still start looking at it in terms of what is the new journey feeling like? What is it that I want to inculcate in him? How should I excite him? How should I make him a great employee? How should I, while doing that, tell him about the culture that we have? How should I give him tangible aspects so that he's, uh, he f- he's proud of the new company that he joins? So moment you start thinking in terms of what 
this new employee should feel like and what do you want him to be then the entire approach of uh, let's say induction of a new person into a company changes earlier the hr would typically look at from their point of view or from at the point of view of uh, what would be their requirements from finance or anybody else so they will have this list of tick marks they okay we have to open a bank account for him he has to get an email uh, i have to t- tell him to go through his documents he has to sign these things i have to assign a manager to him so he, they used to look at it from their own perspective that i have to finish these tasks to get this job done with that of course results in a job done with but a, but experience not being said that great for the employee who is newly joined so moment you change the attitude and start looking at it in terms of service design experience for your uh, or for your problem that you're trying to solve you can make a huge change without too much of a investment in the organization and that can change the way organizations feel the way they work and this can be applied to everything whether it is sales process internal finances uh, you know so many things Hey do you know Tata Lexi in association with TAL locally designed and manufactured the country's first industrial robot the Bravo the robot is developed for micro small and medium enterprises also known as MSMEs that require cost effective robotic solutions for their manufacturing purposes it can increase productivity up to 30% in fact from there uh, you know coming to another interesting world which is the world of technology designing for virtual reality represents new challenges to a user experience designer because good virtual reality prioritizes presence over simplicity and function the question that i have is how can we design for presence yeah so it's uh, again the labels that i'm worried about that virtual reality is slightly ha- hyped in certain areas it is definitely required in certain areas it will not work so if you understand why you're using a vr headset as a solution for an experience then that is half of your problem solved right so for for example we are trying to create let's say a tourist application we're trying to uh, you know show a person a place before he goes there or let's say we are trying to create this experience where the person looks at his flat through uh, vr before he buys it now moment it is clear that uh, there is an opportunity to make a big difference for the need that is there and the platform or the technology that we are talking about then the solution will be much more easier and faster and can definitely make a difference in many other cases vr is applied wrongly and then whatever you do in terms of design it is going to be just a, a sort of a fancy like they say a, a small uh, sort of a two day two minute uh, kind of excitement after that is going to die away the thing about design if you look at product design if you look at ux if you look at any other the reason why this entire profession is called industrial design is because it is meant for mass consumption mass production which means i'm creating a product that is going to be sustainable and used many many times and used by many many people so now if i apply that to vr i have to create a solution that should be useful and uh, required across many people for many many years ideally right and then hence anything that we do that feels like a short term glamorous thing 
is not going to be a good solution though you might create a good graphical experience or good immersive experience the product may not solve the problem so once you have that clear in your mind you will remove a lot of this uh, fringe uh, sort of flashy things that people talk about or that you see and then you'll start making it actually something that can be used without too much of a stress that can be used again i mean if you just ask around and if you ask a person how many times have they gone to a vr experience for the second time they would have gone through many vr experiences through whatever uh, you know wherever they have come across but rarely will you find somebody who's gone to the same experience or same product two three four times right and that means there is something wrong so that's the uh, danger that is there and uh, but if you think about it clearly in terms of what is it that it is uh, there for and why you are doing it then the solution will be much more easy and clearer right so whether it is a navigation whether it is a quality of graphics that is inside um, how does a person feel when he is having a headset and uh, everybody is watching him fall apart and not stand straight uh, is he going to feel conscious where is the environment where is he going to get this uh, headset experience so all of that has to come together for it to really work wow i think uh, really well said narendra because i was you know all this while thinking that yes after the first experience of vr uh, that i have taken i have never gone back to another one interesting so that brings me to my last question uh, for our show uh, narendra you've taken a blended approach at your work uh, where we've spoken about blending design technology a lot of other fields that that you've done at Tata Alexi at Avantika University we take a blended approach in our teaching methodology do you think it's a relevant philosophy of blending two worlds uh, for example at Avantika uh, we call it designering where we blend design and engineering do you think it's relevant oh absolutely so uh, let me look at it uh, from uh, my point of view or from a, the way i would sort of describe it design is the horizontal part right like i keep saying that you should be able to look across various uh, industries various aspects but when you come across a problem and when you are looking at it in any sort of uh, horizontal point that i just spoke about you need to be able to dig deep and come across as a expert or at least have enough domain knowledge to be able to solve it right so while this horizontal thinking easily comes through design the vertical thing thinking happens through engineering because i will be using engineering to train my mind to think vertically train my mind to think systematically train my mind to think analytically and then yes i might apply that uh, you know engineering thinking mindset for mechanical design or computer science or whatever but the core way of thinking is vertical and uh, if you have a blended approach where a person is taught to think vertically when needed but having an ability to think horizontally uh, when needed that becomes a unique and a very important way to create a great designer who is not conf- uh, you know who is very confident of getting into any field because he knows if needed he can dig deep think vertically and be able to solve all downstream problems and not worry about it or not get fooled by some plastic engineer somewhere who says that this cannot be done because he will tell you how to do it because he can think like that so this vertical thinking and horizontal thinking blend that comes with design and engineering is a great way to bring together in an education institute 
I mean, I was lucky that it happened uh, through happenstance for me. I was a good mechanical engineer, like I said, and then I went into design, and that of that has helped me. And if you are doing that kind of blended approach in Avantika University, then I think it's a great insight that you have, and it will create great designers and great uh, students from your university. Super! It was interesting recording this uh, podcast with you, Narendra. Uh, thank you for validating what we are doing at Avantika University, sharing the uh, candid approach, the way you multitask, the the way uh, you evolve. Uh, so many interesting pushbacks and 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 telling me that um, you know uh, some of these thought processes are the way uh, we probably think about it or question them itself needs to evolve. Um, it was lovely interacting with you. It was a supremely candid conversation. And uh, thank you so much for doing this for our listeners. Oh, yeah. I love talking design. So anytime is most welcome. Hey there. We hope you enjoyed our show. Do write to us on ads at the rate avantika.edu.in. We look forward to your opinions, feedbacks and suggestions of speakers you would like us to host on this show. Do tune in our channel next week on Wednesday for a new story on Hubhopper or wherever you get your podcast from. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter.